Hi, this is Natalie, and we're on day 15 of canned ginger root juice repigment vitiligo. And um, I have to say that I'm starting to see a little bit of pink on my skin on the hands. Um, it's just a light pink, and my hands do itch. I'm not sure if that's a reaction from the ginger root juice uh, itself or if something is repigmenting because when I would uh, do the UVB treatments, um, I would have the same kind of itching on my skin before it would repigment. So it's promising uh, in a way, but we'll have to see to be sure that that's what it is. So I'm going to go ahead and um, put on our 15th day ginger root juice. Just taking a little bit of the juice on my finger and then painting it on the hand. I'm really glad I'm doing these videos because this way I don't ever forget put the ginger juice on. And you know what I'm going to start to do tomorrow is um, apply it twice a day. So I will put it on once in the morning, not with you here, and then I will put it on when I videotape uh, in the evening. So I'm going to go up to two times a day just to see if that will make a difference in um, hurrying up the process. I know that when I did my the UVB treatments, and those did work for me. Uh, the the color just didn't last um, in most places, like it did on my elbows. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but I had a lot more vitiligo on my elbow. And after the UVB treatments, um, most of that did stay pigmented in. And um, same thing with my other elbow. I don't know if you can see that, but there's a little bit of vitiligo, but it was a lot more uh, before, and and so that which pigmented during the UVB treatments again did stay. It did not stay on my face or my hands, um, or the ghost on my knee on my leg, and um, that's really the only places I got the treatment. So just the elbows, surprisingly, because normally they say that. When your skin repigments, it's on the fattier places. Uh, so if you have the, the more tissue or fat that lies underneath the skin, the more, better chances you have for success in repigmenting. And obviously, you know, there's no cushioning on the elbow. So um, go figure why that one worked and, and not my face. So that was something. Let's go ahead and put it on my leg. And it's not tingling, or there, and there's no reaction on my uh, bottom lip, so that's underneath edge, so that's good. And I also started last night drinking my ginger root tea. I've been drinking this um, all day, so I had two pots of it. It tastes really good because I add rose tea with it. The ginger tea is really uh, a strange taste. It is, and I don't mean spicy like um, cinnamon or um, nutmeg. I mean like spicy, like it's got pepper in it, and so it it uh, burns. Burns is kind of a harsh word, but it, it does kind of burn a little bit as it's going down your throat. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I do know that. 
drinking the tea did make a difference for one young lady so we'll we're just going to add it because it can't hurt here's the ginger root tea what it looks like this is the one i bought i'm sure you can find some in your area too just need to find ginger root and then um, be sure though that whatever kind you get it does say 100% ginger root because um, I don't want you to mix it with something else just in case you want to get straight ginger root tea just to go along with the experiment um, one thing that I wanted to talk with you about tonight just for a few minutes is that with vitiligo we are trying to find something to repigment our skin and that's fantastic if it works great um, but it's not going to take vitiligo away it's not a cure just because our skin colors in doesn't mean that vitiligo is gone from our body system and something does cause the vitiligo gene to trigger on uh, we know that a lot of people's uh, families have this it runs in their families and some people get it in the family and some people don't like my sister doesn't have vitiligo um, but one of my aunts does a little bit and she got it later on in life and uh, so there's something that triggers that and even though I don't know um, how my sister processes stress and I'm just taking my sister as an example because she's the closest in line to me um, but I do know that I don't process stress very well internally and um, I hold on to a lot of uh, issues or things people say um, the negative things more so than positive things uh, you know people say nice things to me all the time but those aren't the things I hold on to I hold on to something that somebody said that wasn't nice to me when I was you know 10 years old and um, and that's not an exaggeration I really do I I don't have anger over it but I know that that's inside me and maybe because I hold on or you hold on to things like this that might be a reason that the gene turned on uh, something in the the way that we handle stressors in our life mentally and then that sends off signals through our body as we know um, and, and we'll have like fight-or-flight uh, feelings and um, that sends off all sorts of chemicals through your body and if you have that a constant low flow of those because you're always um, taking things personally or um, if somebody says something instead of retaliating verbally you just hold it inside uh, those things can affect us and it's not healthy and a book I came across a long time ago is um, a really neat book called The Little Book of Letting Go and it's by Hugh Prather I'll write all this down on, on the page right down below so you can uh, get a link to that if, you, if you're interested in reading it I'm sure um, it, it probably sells uh, second hand on Amazon.com but they do talk a lot about how uh, letting go uh, can help your body so um, maybe tomorrow I'll read a little bit from it and then tomorrow we'll also talk about breathing 
and using our breathing um, each day to bring our stress level down. So I'll talk with you tomorrow. Bye.